Hey friends, it's Lynn from 90 Day 3-Way. We are taking a week off from our regularly scheduled podcast, but we wanted to share something with you guys. Um, This is in light of all the Britney Spears news that's been going on the past couple of days. Back in February, we actually recorded a podcast for our Patreon page on framing Britney Spears. So we're going to share that here with you and hope you guys enjoy it. And we will be back again with our normal 90 day three way podcast very soon. Enjoy. I'm just here wearing my free Britney t-shirt thinking about all the things we need to unpack tonight. So So I hope Kelly, you're ready to get into this. How are you? Oh my goodness. I am so ready. I mean, I just need to tell you, I watched this last Friday. So it was a week ago. And you know how some things just haunt you? This has haunted me for the last week. I need to, I think about it. I read about it. I talk to anyone about it that will possibly come next to me. So (laughs) it, it was... It was something, you know. It was it, something. I mean, and there, to what you just said, Tamara, there is so much to unpack, okay? So what we've done is we're sort of going to go across a timeline, right? Because that's kind of how the documentary was laid out. They, they kind of, um, you know, started out with the early life up until today. So we're going to try even, you know, try not to get too um, distracted by all of the craziness that was going on, okay? All right, so let's start with Britney's early years, okay? And this actually launches me into one of the main topics that I want to discuss. Okay. Okay. And that's Felicia. I loved Felicia. Should I not love Felicia? I love Felicia too, but I had a lot of of questions. questions. Yeah. I have a lot of questions around (laughs) Felicia, okay? Namely her hair, but that is for, you know, she kind of had like the bangs. Like she's, I feel like Felicia is stuck in the time warp of when she was traveling, like when Britney was an up and coming star and she was like traveling with her. Yeah. So (laughs) she reminded me of Big Mike's mother. If you guys follow us on 90 Day 3-Way, 90 Day 3 with a 3-Way, shameless plug, uh, (laughs) you would know that Big Mike's mother had the same hairstyle as Felicia. And I just thought she was very Mayberry, you know, and she yeah. still continues to be Mayberry. Like, I yeah. think she was just excited to be with her hometown gal mm-hmm. in New York City and touring around the world. And I think she was a lot of light for Britney, actually. And I didn't know that Britney was on Star Search. Did you guys know that? Oh, yeah. I did. I yeah. definitely oh, okay. did. And so was Justin Timberlake. And so was Christina Aguilera. Yep. And so was Beyonce. Yep. Oh, yeah. Kelly, Star Well, you search. know what? That was literally my dream when I was a kid to Aww. be on Star Search. That's all. <laughs> oh, my God. I, you would have done so well on that. I, I, I think I was a little old. I think I would have been in like the like it was whatever was above like junior, I guess it would have just been like teen star or whatever. And that's like all I wanted to do was be on star search. And instead I was doing like random other, did I ever tell you guys about the talent show I did? You know, Marie star who found, Oh yeah. Of course we know. No, we don't know Marie star. I'm just, I know you're new kids fans, but I'm just making sure. And for our listeners, you might not know. Um, but he, he hosted a talent show in Massachusetts and I won the Maurice Star talent show. Oh anyway. my gosh. That yes. is so awesome. I did not yes. know that. Oh my gosh. How have I known you all this time? And not I never knew that. I know. And it's kind of hilarious because it was like in some like 
this is I was like 14 or 13 or 14 right and it is like in a bar like a smoky bar like I don't even know where it was okay was it like, like, a, yeah, but like was at it? that point my parents were like they would take me because they were like okay she wants to sing right so I go and I so I'm in this smoky bar and it's like Maury Star and kind of like some like thuggy people and I sang <laughs> I sang on my own from Les Miserables Okay, that was my freaking song. And these men were like, holy shit, like in the smoky bar. And I think I had like a big bow in my hair. And I it's like, I think I had white nylons on. I mean, this was the situation at hand. I mean, what was this like 1989, right? Mm -hmm. 1990. So anyway, and then I won. So that's just a little, little, little detour on that. Since we're talking about early years, (laughs) early years, talent shows and, you know, just like, and I think the thing with Britney that you saw is like, this kid had the drive. She, Mm -hmm. she did that. She became famous, right? Like she's the one that was like, I want to do this. I want to sing. I want, you know, like, and I think the parents obviously, you know, took her, they didn't, they took her to New York and dropped her off with Felicia essentially, but they like, you know, they did, they did encourage her to do it, but she kind of always had that internal drive to, to do this, to perform. Right. And like, here's the thing, like, I thought that it was like, I was like, okay, so they had the baby, Jamie, what's her name? Jamie Lynn. Is that her Mm -hmm. name? Her sister. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. the mom clearly trusted Felicia to like, take care of Britney in New York and do all of this. And you're right. She absolutely had the drive. Right. And here's the thing. She also had the talent. And when Ed McMahon said that creepy thing, like, do you have a boyfriend? Can I be your boyfriend? It made my skin crawl. I was like, how many times have older gross men, gross older men said things like that to us? And it was perfectly acceptable he did that on national tv like in this day and age he would never be allowed to do that to a little girl like no we would be like what is wrong with you creepy old man (laughs) what are you doing but that was a theme in this whole documentary right like i know we're gonna stick to our timeline but that was it was like looking it was so crazy watching this through 2021 eyes Mm -hmm. and what what we've been through and me too movement and you know all the men that were taken down by all the sexist misogynist shit Uh that they said and like Uh you look back at this and yeah I thought the same thing like of course it was like people it was like cute to like oh can I be your boyfriend like older men would kind of say that to you and like oh and Brittany always, and if you look how she answered Ed McMahon's question, how she answered Matt yep. Lauer's questions, how she always sort of had the same look on her face mm-hmm. of like, this is making me so uncomfortable, but I have mm-hmm. to just smile and say, like, say something kind of cute because... Smile through it. Yeah, because that's what I'm expected to do. Right, right. And I was just, I was like ill and why is he doing this to her and you know i i thought i didn't realize that britney was from such a small town and so like when she got on the mickey mouse club like that was like a big freaking deal for her and she was so good on the mickey mouse club i don't remember seeing her on there but she was awesome she had such a britney's always had a great voice so i'm not ever questioning her ability to sing or how great of a voice she has but like at at that young age she knew to your point kelly she knew exactly what she wanted to do with her life Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely and she and she was great on the mickey mouse show make mickey mouse show mickey mouse club um and you need to step in here this is your genre i know i mickey Mickey mouse Mouse is my genre 
Well, you know, you like the Disney stuff. I do like the Disney stuff. I used to work for Radio Disney. I don't know, you know. Exactly. Was, that's what I'm saying. Well, I'm I'm waiting for my for the timeline to move forward because the Radio Disney stuff is more into the late 90s. Move us so forward, Lynn. Okay, I'm Lynn, go ahead. Take us take us there. Take us on to Britney 2000. Go ahead. Picture take it. it. Was, Picture it. it. Britney 2000. It was weird. Like when I was watching it, I had such flashbacks because I used to work, as I said, at Radio Disney in the late 90s. And that's when she started to be like this up and coming singer. Mm -hmm. And when they were showing the footage of her performing in like a mall, Mm -hmm. all I could think about was when I used to work at Radio Disney and we would do these big concerts at the Emerald Square Mall in North Attleboro. Mm -hmm. Shout out Mm -hmm. to North Attleboro. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like... We had these performers come in that know like these boy bands, like nobody knew who the hell they were. But then they become like these huge stars. And then we'd have like, I mean, I don't want to drop too many names here, but we had Just like Joey McIntyre come in and I was like, Joey Joe, what's up? Because, you know, new kids. <laughs> shout but out no, to like, new kids on the <laughs> shout block. Out to new kids. But like just watching that and thinking like, you know, in 1997, 1998, I mean, she was still this was she 14 15 years old she was this mm-hmm. kid and she's up on the stage and she's dancing and she looks so professional but yet she was very sexualized as a teenager yep. and I think even though like she was uncomfortable with it I think she realized that's what it was going to take for her to sell and right. it kind of made me a little sad or a lot sad because then you look at the boy bands that were out at the time because Backstreet was around at that point mm-hmm. too mm-hmm. so is sync. And they would just sing and dance and do their thing. And like, you know, Britney, Christina, Jessica Simpson, like they all had to play up their sexuality so much. But it was just, I don't know. I had, I just had such a flashback watching that. I was like, oh my God, I'm back in a mall doing a concert with Radio Disney. And we actually, when I was at Radio Disney, because they were such a wholesome family um, station for kids, when she released Oops, I Did It Again, they censored out the line, I'm not that innocent, because apparently... It was too suggestive. So this is just a lot of random, random things around little Brittany that all the kids, you know, probably didn't understand what she was saying at the time. But anyway. Well, and also when you watch that, though, because that was when like, that's what they all did, right? Like They all did it. I mean, even though Tiffany had done it like. Well, Tiffany was doing the 80s. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, that was Tiffany's whole spiel, right? But like with Britney, and it's so interesting when you look, those first ones she did, it was like three people. Yeah. Like no one was there. And she was just like on a stage singing, like maybe someone will stop. And then before you knew it, it was was just crowds of people going for her specifically to see her perform. So it was really, and that whole time was so interesting because that was Lou Pearlman and he was doing disgusting things with the boy boy bands and, you know, you know and like they were all and it was so like incestuous they were all so mm-hmm. linked because they had all been on the mickey mouse the mickey mouse show they had all been <laughs> on the mickey mouse club together um you know and then they were opening for each other and you know their acts and things like that so it was a very um interesting time how they were all kind of interconnected and then of course the britney and christina like rivalry and you know all that right. kind of stuff do you think so, that was like a real rivalry though or if that was just kind of like manufactured like i mean both of them have amazing talent both both of them had huge careers like I don't I don't know I look at that and I don't think there's that much of a rivalry I think it was kind of manufactured yeah I, I think it was a little manufactured and I think I mean look was there competition between the oh, two totally. of them they're both yeah. young blonde girls I mean 
I personally think Christina had a better voice than Britney, but right. Britney mm-hmm. was a better performer. Like yes. I just enjoyed mm-hmm. Britney's whole, like when they the used thing. to do the making the videos, like if Britney Spears was making, like Britney's making the video crazy, let's not even, oh one God. of my favorites ever. Okay. Anyway, but that will, we're, we're not there yet. We're not there on the timeline, but, um, but Britney, I just enjoy more as like an overall performer and yeah, Christina right. it was more about like her voice, her voice I, just, right. I just think she has a really great voice totally. so yeah I do think it was a little manufactured yeah. uh, well did we think that her so I'm bringing it a little more into the 2000s with her relationship with JT yeah. do you think that was a setup relationship because in the documentary which by the way was done by New York Times so I felt like it was mm-hmm. very credible right totally um mm-hmm. that it was one of those things where it was like, okay, so let's put these two cute Mickey Mouse stars together. And they said, like, we don't have royalty here in this country. And they were the closest thing to royalty, you know, celebrities. And do you think they put them together and then they actually started, you know, having well, a relationship? And that is interesting. Hurt, but, but you, you know, know what I meant to look up now that what? is when did JT go solo? Because I feel like, hold on, let me look at their relationship might have been around the same time. So he then went it, solo in 2000, I think 2002 or around that time. Because I feel like it was around the same time. Because then it was like he did the interview. 2002. Started, yeah. Okay. Because mm-hmm. he started to do things by himself, right? Like that was when he did the Vanity Fair and GQ. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was when mm-hmm. it was, it was, what was his first, uh, Justified. Justified. And like what was his yep. first. Um, and I, I do think it was a little... Because, you know, we know they do that. And I mean, now it's like we really know they do that because, mm-hmm. hello, Chris Kardashian has her. She's made her whole family famous off of just creating things, right? That everybody like right. buys into. So and now it's like so transparent. Then like it was sort of like, oh, really? Like I, yeah. I didn't know, you know, but um, I, I do think it was a little bit um, they put them together. And I think maybe they did end up. I do think they ended up kind of being each other's first loves but i think they were sort of put together to help them both get mega mega fame, fame. they both wore entire like all denim outfits together right. to go they to an award show they so there's true gotta love. be some kind of affection there that's true love <laughs> but okay so i don't know about you guys but i love justin timberlake oh, and same. after oh, same. i saw this shit i was like fuck you, Justin Timberlake. What did you do to Britney? Like, okay, and here's the thing. Cry Me a River, that was my jam, right? Oh, me and too. I was like, great yes, I even listened to it today angrily. Like, I was angry, and I was listening to it. I was like, you, you set this girl up. Like, you are making her look like the asshole that cheated on you with, word on the street is, Wade Robeson. Yep. choreographer. Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it was just kind of like one of those things where it was like, okay, so here again, first it starts off with like, this is the first man that victimizes Britney in many ways, right? Like this is her first boyfriend. And then in the, in the, in the documentary, they were like, are you a virgin? Who the fuck asked a grown man that? Why mm-hmm. would you ask her that? Why would you ask Britney Spears that? Are you a virgin? Who dared ask her that? I wish because they'd shown who they asked ask. that question. That's, that's what they ask young girls, young performers that are adorable. <laughs> Horrible, sexy, cute. They're dating Ugh. the hottest guys in pop but music. They Are you don't, a virgin? But they don't do that now. No, they right. can't. They can't. I mean, they shouldn't have done it They would back never then, do that now because no. you, I mean, this happened with Billie Eilish not too long ago, right? She like posted a picture and everybody started trying to sexualize and then she came out and she was like, you guys are disgusting. I'm 18 years, like whatever she said. And then it was like all those people that said the shit were like ostracized completely. Good. So like it's to- it's a totally different world or they would just own it and be like, 
yeah, like I freaking had sex and that's it. Like they wouldn't apologize right. yeah. for like whatever they've done or haven't done. No, right. they'd rap about their WAP. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm kidding. Totally. So, yes. you know, I was just like, you know, so he, I feel like even though like her dad started the whole victimization of her where he was just like, my daughter's going to buy me the biggest boat because mm-hmm. she's going to be so rich, right? He started that whole shit off. And then like Justin broke up with her and like victimized her again by being like, oh my God, like she cheated on me. That's why we broke up. Like she broke America's heart. Like you guys think she's so great, but she broke like not only my heart, but America's heart, you know? Yeah. And the thing is, look, we know that music, all these songs that we sing, whatever, they're all written from a place, you know, breakups, cheating, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Whatever, right? Like drugs, like it's all comes from these places. So, okay, Justin has moved to write a song about Britney, whatever, but he took it a step too far because in the video, he had the person that looked like like Britney Mm -hmm. and he made it very clear that the song was about Britney Mm -hmm. and clearly he had cheated. So like he kind of made it public, even though obviously this happens with with musicians and songwriters, they, you know, write songs about their lives. So whatever, but it just felt a little different because we obviously knew who, who Justin right. was singing about and kind of put their whole, and then it made everybody look at Britney differently. Like, Oh, she's some whore. That's like, right. you know, and how could she dare cheat on Justin Timberlake? Right. Well, so I feel like he stepped on her, stepped on her to blow up his fame. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. well, you know what I mean? Him. Yeah. I mean, no, he, it definitely he helped him. him. Right. So it, to me, I felt like, you know, a decent human being would have been like, well, we broke up. Like, you know, we've seen celebrity breakups um, yeah. all the time. And, you know, it was it's like, yeah, we broke up, whatever. It's not a big deal. But the fact that he wrote a revenge song, right, not a revenge rap, but a revenge song about this breakup. It just like made us all go, well, Brittany, you're the wrong one. You broke up with Justin Timberlake. I mean, mm-hmm. I was I was definitely thinking that. OK, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that I wasn't. And so like seeing this last night on a documentary, I was like, my God, I owe Brittany an apology. Like I like if I could apologize to that girl, I'd be like, I never realized how shitty your life is. But we're going to move forward with that eventually and talk more about how shitty her life is yeah totally let you know the point where i thought i owed her an apology when we get further into this documentary right there's a point where i was like oh i really judged you yep yep (laughs) i mean i just yeah judged the girl her whole entire life and now i'm like you know what this is what you get for judging you feel guilty i feel bad (laughs) well totally and you know what's interesting when they showed the interview and i don't know if i'm off the timeline i'm sorry but when they showed the interview where she says strong britney when she's crying and she's like ew you know and i mean I made fun of that at so the time and mm-hmm. it was memes and it was like, yes. oh my God, and a oh, strong Britney. Like it was, you know, and that just that picture of her face and like that ugly cry. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, that was ridiculed everybody, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know? And now I look back at that and I'm like, that is heartbreaking because she is clearly so lost and hurt and just neat. Like she's, she's alone. Okay. Yeah. Let me, let me bring up a, a, something that I thought about as you're saying that. So that was the Matt Lauer interview, correct? Yes, that's because mm-hmm. that's where so I wanted to apologize for her after watching she, this. <laughs> for so many reasons. So many reasons. Um, so if she, if they didn't put her out there looking like smeared eyeliner, messed up hair extensions, lipstick yeah. and nails yeah. all fucked up, you would, you, if she was there sitting like in jeans and a t-shirt, hair nicely done, and she was saying this, I believe we would have thought differently. And I think whoever decided to put her in front of the cameras looking like that, 
allowed that whole like like that whole thing to keep going forward right so no one thought hey Brittany let me fix your hair let's put you in a pair of blue jeans and a black t-shirt whatever whatever's basic well she was very she... pregnant at the time too so I don't think she could have worn just like what, you know. well whatever a pregnant lady wears a dress whatever yeah, the fuck we could have gotten Brittany in yeah I would have I would have styled her <laughs> put her in a dress and been like let's sit there cross your legs if you can't then cross your hands but it's like mm -hmm. you know and let's talk you, you we really want whoever her PR person was whoever her team was really fucking failed her in that moment yeah because I agree well because I her... go ahead no I was gonna say because I remember when that interview was being promoted I was very like I wanted to watch it I was excited for it because I wanted mm -hmm. to hear what she had to say and it started and the first thing that popped into my head when I looked at her was like you look like a hot mess mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. you just look like I couldn't take anything she was saying seriously and she's chewing the gum and she's mm -hmm. got the you know the smudgy mascara in the corner of her mm -hmm. eye and you know and she's not really answering the questions and I was just like I was very like put off by that interview mm -hmm. but now watching it you know so many years later again and looking at her in this way and I'm just like wow this poor girl totally right you know right I would have been like honey spit that gum out in my hand right now before you go right. out there like you know what I mean yeah. Yeah, and you know like, what it is? I also think it's because we're like we're older, right? Yeah, like yeah. Brittany, like I thought Brittany was young. Brittany's gonna be she's 40. not that much. Yeah, she's, she's gonna be younger. forty. Yeah, so she's yeah. not that much younger than us. No. So we were similar age, mm -hmm. right? So, and I think we were kind of like at that age. We're like Brittany, like you know, what the hell? But now when I look at that, I'm mm -hmm. like, wow, that is just a young woman that just as like you said someone needs to be like Brittany come here spit out the gum comb mm -hmm. your hair take those stupid earrings off like you know like whatever like right. just kind of like fixing her up and be like we're doing this to sort of help your image whatever reason they were doing that interview right. for right was obviously to put her paint her in a better light right um and nobody was really giving her the guidance or helping nope. her no nope. well maybe it would have been better if they had somebody other than Matt Lauer interviewer you know well and knowing what we know now about Matt yeah. Lauer it's like but how foreshadowing if, was that interview you know right, what I but mean? I mean even like at the same time like her whole you know life surrounded by men that are always trying to ask her the inappropriate questions too like have her seat yeah. with a woman it's a little more yeah but the Diane Sawyer interview was no better she no was better. totally she judgy too yeah yep. she was no and I expected better from Diane Sawyer so did I oh, yeah, yeah you know sure and like, like you said, like our age has allowed us to see this through a different lens, I think, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. when we were younger, we we're like, oh my God, I can't believe she did that. I can't believe she looks like that. Like, you know, we were just so judging her because here's the thing, that was what they wanted us to do, right? Mm -hmm. Like whoever mm -hmm. her team was, was they weren't looking out for her. They were like, who, who was sending her out there, not allowing her to have the right conversation with the right people like your people are responsible for the questions that you're going to be asked they're going to talk to you about how you're going to respond to these questions like it's not just they don't just tell you push you out there and go well good yes. luck girl you, you know? get the you get the questions ahead of time right. there is a pre-interview with mm -hmm. the with the producer that will go through and you can say i'm not going like, to answer that i'm not going right. to answer that right. i don't want to talk about that right. like you right. you don't go in blind it's not like oh, okay just it's like a roulette like question roulette right. i wonder what they're going to ask me yeah. Right. And here here comes the next man that's going to victimize Britney, unfortunately, mm -hmm. Kevin motherfucking Federline. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No good bastard. <laughs> and, you know, I think and this K is fed. where <laughs> K fed. K fed. <laughs> it, it was like he saw how broken she was and he saw an opportunity 
and yeah. he took it. He saw and, dollar signs and yep, opportunity. Yep. And he may have loved her for a moment or he may have, I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't part of their relationship. I don't know. But I'm guessing at some point he did love her initially. And she definitely loved him because all Brittany wanted, and I believe to, to this day, all she wants is to be loved and have a family, mm-hmm. right? Like mega superstar has everything. She could have any car, any watch, any fancy pair of shoes. And all she wants is what us basics in life want to in some ways, right? Mm-hmm. Like all we want is someone to come home to and have like kids if you want those and like get, get <laughs> to want those. <laughs> you want those (laughs) and get through get through your day with another human being and you know and it's like it's so basic right it's so basic like you can't buy it right you definitely can't buy someone to love you and you can't buy children I mean I guess you could you can that's illegal now it's illegal Um, (laughs) right but you know and it just it just broke my heart because like I remember when she married K-Fed and I remember being happy for her in that moment like oh she finally found someone like that makes her happy or whatever you know and I kept it moving because you know we were living our lives right so Mm -hmm. it wasn't like to me the tabloids were not something that I really cared a whole lot about it was just kind of like oh Britney Spears got married cool like it wasn't a big deal but you know looking at that whole wedding and the whole marriage thing she really was happy you know? Oh yeah, I totally think she was. And I agree with you. I think when you look back at like everything with her childhood and becoming famous, like even though I understand that Jane, uh, that Lynn had to go be with Jamie Lynn, also Jamie Lynn, hello, the fir- the father's name and the mother's name. And that's right? why I had a kid. Anyway, I so- put that together watching the documentary, by the <sighs> yeah. way. I was yesterday years old when I figured yeah, that I out. Th- I think everyone did. <laughs> I think everyone had this aha moment of like, oh, that was like the collective, yeah, the collective reaction across, <laughs> across the nation. Um, but I think, you know, look, I get Lynn had to go take care of Jamie Lynn, but in a way she sort of abandoned Britney, mm-hmm. right? Like Britney was was young Brittany was what 14 or however old she was and it was sort of like okay well she wants to go pursue this I mean Felicia God love her nice woman but like that's not her mother nope. Jamie as they've told us from the beginning was always kind of an, a jerk they she, uh-huh. they did not have a good relationship you know so I'm sure excuse me it's like I'm crying I'm sure I'm not <laughs> but um I'm sure that there is part of Brittany that's like I just want to have a normal life I just uh-huh. want to like have a husband Obviously, she had her two kids, and I think she really had the hope that maybe she could just have a normal family since she didn't really, shouldn't have that herself. Right, and that's what she's... Oh, I don't remember. I wrote it down. It's like Jaden and Jaden or something? Jaden, James, and Sean Preston. (laughs) How old are they now? Like... 16 12? 16 oh 16 all right mm-hmm. I can't 16 add. and 15 i believe holy crap yeah because yeah. she had them like right after each other right right yeah. no they're 14 and 15 sorry okay, okay. Mm. yeah and the other thing the documentary did not mention was her quickie marriage to jason jason alexander, alexander her yeah. longtime friend from somewhere yeah, they, oh, they didn't mention right. that yeah, yeah i was actually surprised because that was kind of when it was sort of like shit she's losing her mind right like when uh-huh, she yeah. started to do that but they didn't mention that which i was surprised well anyway I mean, let's talk about losing her mind, because I think that the Kevin Federline um, situation was a catalyst for Brittany starting to have a mental decline where he wouldn't let her see her children. I think so. I also think they mentioned it at some point during the documentary, too. Like, I think some of it was wrapped up in postpartum. 
depression too. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I don't oh, think that's some, a good point. Because mm-hmm. I think she had just had the second baby because that was shortly after that was when Kevin Federline and her split up, right? Mm-hmm. Or am I okay? Mm-hmm. So I think that, that played into it too. But you know, it really started to affect her when he was fighting her for custody. Right. Which of her I kids. mean, you know, people who are married and have kids and they get divorced, they do that. They, you know, they fight for custody because that's mm-hmm. what they do. You know, most mm-hmm. I, I've never done it. I don't have kids. I'm not divorced. But I mean, that's what people, you know, some people do. And I would imagine that's very stressful for everybody mm-hmm. involved. And, you know, him saying that she, I don't know if he ever came out and said she wasn't a fit mother, but I mean, there must have been something that he didn't want her around the kids for, allegedly, you know, and that probably messed with her too. Again, she just had the baby, like she just wants to be with her kids. And is that when all the picture came out with her in the car with the baby in her lap? Yep. Is that when that started? Yeah. So apparently when I was doing research earlier, like she, during that time, was that around the same time she shaved her head? It was before that. So right after that, after she was driving with the baby on. So, you know, they're from like a small town in Louisiana. No doubt her dad did that with her in in his lap. Right. Like it wasn't a thing. But she also felt like she needed to like when she went and talked to Matt Lau, it was like I was trying to protect my baby and I made a poor decision. But she wasn't she wasn't. Um, she wasn't intentionally she was, trying to like no, put the kid in harm's way. No, yeah, but no. her yet again failure of the people surrounding her. They didn't practice this question with her. They didn't no. say this is how you're going to respond to this question. You're going to say, you know, because I believe her intentions were good. They were valid. They weren't like, oh, I'm just going to drive my baby and try to kill it while I'm driving it with in, without a car seat. <laughs> it was just kind of like I think she was. Stri- I mean, and here's the thing, guys. Like as I was watching it, I was like, imagine that level. of of fame, right? Imagine mm-hmm. that you can't even fucking go to the drive-through mm-hmm. without paparazzi being all in your space and your face. And she always had her showgirl smile on. She always had it on. And it's like it's the it's the the curtains up smile. And you know when the curtains went down, that sadness that was there, no one saw it, right? No one saw it because mm-hmm. she always kept up her personality because she knew what her audience was. She had to be like peppy, cheery Brittany the entire time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and then I, right when she got to the point where she was, where she was going to shave her head or she shaved her head or whatever, I guess she had been, she went into rehab for a day in Antigua. Yes. And then she came back and shaved her head. So clearly, yet again, mommy's not there. No one that loves this girl is around her saying, hey, like, what's going on with you? Like, let's let's get you away from these cameras. Let's go somewhere. Let's figure this out. And no one has to know. So who put her in the rehab is my question. And why did she leave? Did she self, like, did she go in on her own and was like, you know, I can't take this anymore? And, like, why was there no one to help her? Like, that's my whole thing the whole time I was watching this. Well, maybe this was at the point where she didn't want to be handled anymore because she she had been handled her entire career, mm-hmm. you know? And I think, because this was around the time she was hanging out with, like, Paris Hilton and mm-hmm. Lindsay Lohan and all them. And I think she just wanted to go out mm-hmm. and enjoy life. And it was a... It, it looked bad because she had just had two kids and it Mm -hmm. looks like she would rather go out and party than be home and take care of her kids. And I don't, I mean, there could have been somebody saying, Hey, Brit, 
you know, why don't you stay home tonight? You know, why don't mm-hmm. you tell your buddies, you know, Lindsay and Paris that you're not going to go anywhere? Maybe she was just like, no, nah, I want to do this. This is what I want to do. Right. You know, sometimes we get in those moods where we're like, hmm, screw mm-hmm. responsibilities. Like, I want to go out and do something. Right. Which I totally I- get. But I, the rehab thing, I think she went by herself. I think mm-hmm. she voluntarily did that one because the other time, I think that was involuntary. Right. When she was put into Yeah, which it. will but, lead up to, right? Yeah. And, you know, and it's like, and, and here's the thing, like, the the day she lost her shit with the paparazzi guy. Oh, can we talk about him for a second? Oh, my God. I mean, Dano, I Dano. I would have too. I would have yes. done that shit too. But when yes. he was like in his, when he was sitting there and they were talking, you know, he was saying, oh, you know, there were times when she'd be like, leave me alone for the day. And he would said something like, you know, but she didn't say leave me alone forever. And I'm looking at this guy and I'm like, you really? idiot. Like, yep. really? Really, dude? Mm-hmm. No mm-hmm. wonder why she lost her mind when she saw you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was so angry at him. Like, here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. Like, I, I, I was like, if that were me and I saw this woman going and and this is why paparazzi at that time or he was the one that was there was two men. Right. And mm-hmm. if, I feel like if there was another if there was a woman there, she'd have been like, leave her alone. Like, like maybe we just need to walk away from this. No, situation. they got to they got to get the shot that right. paparazzi don't think that way. They got to right. get the shot. And, you know, and so she went once and he turned her away. And all she wants to do is see these two children that she loves more than anything else in this world. And while I'm not a mother, I could only imagine that if I were and someone was trying to keep me from my child, how I would lose my shit on whomever got in my way of me being able to see my child or my children. And so I think she took out her anger on him. And she didn't even do that much damage, you know. But the way they made it seem when because we were definitely that audience that was like oh my god britney lost her shit she Mm -hmm. like beat up the car with the umbrella what's going on with her she shaved her head you know i and it was just kind of like now seeing the other side of it and seeing that little asshole dano (laughs) i was like you know what dano you could have walked away in that moment you could have walked away and been like you know what she's having a fucking mental break because that was what was happening yeah And the other thing that it made me realize is like there's obviously still paparazzi and they still do like long lens pictures and crap like that. But they Mm -hmm. don't do that anymore. No, Mm -hmm. they don't. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what social media is for. now. Well, yeah, that's what because I had this moment where I was like, why did that stop? And then I was like, oh, social media. So now celebs in a way have at least been able to take that back a little bit like they can Mm kind of control. But I mean, yes, there's still people that hide in bushes with long lens cameras and, you know, whatever and get pictures of people. But um, it is very, very different. But I can imagine. I mean, obviously, look at what happened to Princess Diana. But like that is so that must be petrifying. Like Mm -hmm. you're in a car and they're all around you. The flashes must be completely blinding, Mm -hmm. you know, and you're Mm -hmm. just trying to get out of a situation or you're just like the, where she was like in the, with her cousin and stopped at the gas station and they were like all around the car, like talking to her. That was that same mm -hmm. moment. Yeah. Yeah. She could just like never, she just was never able to be by herself. Right. Right. And, Yet again, I blame her people because if it were me, I would make friends with one of the the paparazzi guys and be like, how much are they paying you for the day? Okay, they're paying you this much. I'll double it. Tell them we're going out the other door. 
take everybody that way and yep. get her out the other way. God, so, you need to be a manager. <laughs> Seriously, you have I some good tips. Right, because it's like, wouldn't that make sense, right? Like, if they're paying you $1,000, I'll double it. I'll pay you 2000 mm-hmm. You know, I'm good for it. We're, we're cool. We're friends. And then I get my person out without that kind of, like, craziness around them. And, like, I just kept, like, in my head, like, I kept, like, getting so stressed out for her because I couldn't imagine being in that situation every single day i mean mm-hmm. we here's the thing we're lucky that or that she never killed herself right totally. because like then you think about michael jackson right like he had to take pro propofol what is it called propofol 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 to sleep at night because that level of stress and anxiety like i take i take i if i can't sleep i might take a sleeping pill right and that knocks me to fuck out but like i might drink three <laughs> glasses of wine that knocks me to fuck out so it's just kind of like one of those things where it's like on a basic level our stress we can do we can deal and manage manage it we don't have to get a doctor to come live with us to put us to sleep tonight at night mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. and Brittany was not dealing with that stress there was no one around her saying you need some mental health check-ins like you are take you may be taking drugs or whatever drugs you were taking to medicate yourself to feel better to go to sleep to whatever so you check yourself into a mental health facility or rehab for one night but nobody checked on her mental health either you know and that's where I was just like, I kept apologizing to her silently in my head. Like, I can't believe you lived through all of this. And we lived through it through a different lens, but she lived through it through that lens that we were seeing it last night. Totally. Or when and we I, watch this. And I have to ask, I mean, because I know we're sort of moving into the conservatorship area now, mm-hmm. but like, because I asked this definitely a few times, where is her mother? Yep. I Same. wondered that too. Same. Where is she? Like, she I know up. now she's coming forward, right? She and comes saying, up. Mm-hmm. yeah, that she wants to sort of take over the conservatorship or be part of it or whatever yeah. it is. But, like, Jamie Lynn was old and had a baby of her own. So I don't know why Lynn <laughs> wasn't sort of turning her attention she to was too busy writing. She was too busy writing her book. Yeah. Here's, that's the, here's the thing we don't know what kind of control the dad had over her, you mm-hmm. know? So, like, we don't know if she was, like, as wives we may not be the we may not be the docile like I'm gonna sit in the corner and do as my husband asked me to do you know I know that I would be like you're doing what with my kid so you know like what you know so it so it may be that she is more of the traditional wife where she believed her husband was doing right by her child and didn't question his motives or what was happening because she felt like he had it under control and then they got a divorce so gosh knows what happens in that whole you know muddy waters well they were divorced before that they were divorced in like the early 2000s right but you know where was she (laughs) like i don't know like i was wondering that watching i'm like where's lynn Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then we 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 didn't talk about that idiot sam lefty oh now she's he's icky he was he's disgusting yeah right and i forgot that there was a time like i forgot about him because he was like a thing he was like around paris hilton and like Mm -hmm. Lindsay lohan and like he used to date all those younger kind of women yeah and he was kind of like (laughs) wilmer valderrama who like loves to date women who are like 
20 years younger than him or whatever. Like yeah. it was, the, and I think they used to hang out too. Like anyway, but yeah, he was totally part of that whole crew. I forgot yep. all about him. Yeah. Yep. And like he totally took yet another man taking advantage of Britney. Like, you know, took advantage of her celebrity because he wanted to be like, you know, fake and cool in Hollywood. And, you know, Britney was going to get him to that level of like cool. And then he was just, he was taking advantage of her. But then like, here comes, here comes her daddy swooping in. Mm -hmm. Because was she going to get married to Sam? Is that what happened? I don't know, I don't actually. So. Okay, because then there were like, um, they were saying that he was like putting, crushing up pills in her food. So what made the dad decide to come be captain, you know, save Brittany? Like, what was it about Sam, the relationship with Sam? I couldn't figure it out. I don't know. Okay. I didn't pay attention that closely to that, I guess, because I was just kind of like, ew, let's get Yeah, I guy. don't <laughs> actually know why that was the breaking point for, mm -hmm. yeah. Because it was. Because it was. Mm -hmm. It's true. It's That's true. when Jamie, daddy Jamie, steps in and says, I'm going to now take care of you because something is off here. Well, maybe he thought that he was a threat to her financial uh -huh. situation maybe he thought that he was going to try to move in and maybe maybe he he you know he thought he was going to try to marry her and then take her money and uh -huh. you know that uh -huh. that can't happen because uh -huh. if he does that then jamie can't uh -huh. yeah it says here conservatorship um he was known for attaching himself to celebrities often at vulnerable moments which is what i was just saying he did mm -hmm. it with paris hilton he did yep. it with Lindsay lohan like he used yep. to just like he was like this weird like a leech, leech. yeah <laughs> that would kind of like show up Totally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, you called it, Lynn. <laughs> yeah, and it says here apparently he had a lot of power over Spears, and that was what first prompted the conservatorship. So it doesn't get into obviously like the why, because obviously all that stuff is is like so sealed. Like God, yeah, would I love to see those true. documents? Like even oh like gosh. now with like the you know then they she couldn't pick the lawyer. You could see she it. Co you could see it. A lot of people have have them posted online. Oh, so they have like the full of like, because I didn't know that we could see, because remember when she wanted to have her own lawyer and mm -hmm. the judge was like, no, like you, mm -hmm. you can't pick a lawyer because mm -hmm. of whatever was in the documents. Mm -hmm. Like, do those documents exist online? If they're sealed, no. If they're not sealed and it's public record, then yeah, they probably do. Okay. Or so, you, can, you can request mm -hmm. them from the courthouse wherever it was filed. Mm -hmm. yeah. And yeah, the family alleged he had encouraged Spears down her destructive path and attempted to benefit from her fame. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, he's been a, recently, he's been a supporter of the hashtag Free Britney movement. Of course he has. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> <laughs> gotta get his name out there somehow. Oh, right. Supporter. Yeah. Okay. It's like, go away, dude. You know, exactly. And, which, yeah. which brings us now to 2008 with her conservatorship, mm -hmm. where yeah. that mm -hmm. whole situation starts. Which also, I can't even believe that was like since 2008. Like, it's so crazy. Like, 12 years. But right. can I just, can I be honest for a second? And I've, like, I've been, you know, reading into this for, like, a while about the whole Britney thing. A lot of people were against the conservatorship from the beginning. And I have to admit, when it happened, I kind of thought, okay, well, this can help her. Mm -hmm. Because what we were seeing at the time was she looked like she was kind of, like, losing control of her life. Mm -hmm. Like, she needed the help. And I was like, well, this is going to help her. And I know there's a, a, a popular um, consensus throughout the Free Britney movement, which we're not really a part of. We're just kind of like, you know, curious little onlookers. But like, they... Excuse me, I'm a Free Britney-er. <laughs> I'm in that movement. 
um, but like they were against it from the very beginning, apparently. Mm-hmm. But again, mm-hmm. like I mean, you know, I didn't know enough about it in the beginning, so I guess I I still think maybe it was probably good for her back then because she did look like she was kind of spiraling a little bit. But mm-hmm. I mean, obviously now she's she doesn't she doesn't meet the criteria for it. And she didn't really need it then, I don't think. Okay. I, don't, I think it was a little dramatic for So you know what a conservatorship is, right? So yes. you yes. Can, you have to prove that one cannot take care of themselves yes. financially, physically, any anything. Like they're just incapable of taking care of themselves. And so like in the research that I was doing, um, apparently California probate court needs you to complete, complete this quote unquote capacity declaration, which is mandatory to be completed for every conservatorship and is required to be on file prior to hearing to a hearing so that it can be reviewed mm-hmm. so her dad apparently word on the street not a conspiracy but word on the street mm-hmm. it, jamie was trying to since 2007 to get this capacity declaration from a doctor called dr long and he said no because he thought that she didn't need a conservatorship, a psychiatrist. Mm -hmm. And so because he said no, they went to another doctor who said, sure, I'll, I'll, I'll get it done. I'll take care of it. And they actually had the court hearing before he filed his paperwork. So his paperwork was filed in February, on February 13th, 2008. And Brittany was placed in a conservatorship on February 1st, 2008. So now is remember, that, is that the one, is that the lawyer or who, the doctor, whoever, the one that, that, not the one that was about to file, but the other one that they brought in, that's the one who like talked to her for 15 minutes and was like, she can't handle no, life. No girl, no okay. girl. This who, is which, another, so, this okay, is another so, one? So oh, long, okay, so Long said no. Okay. Then they got Dr. Marma who okay. was like, yeah, 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 I'll do it. I'll file my paperwork on the 13th. They put her in the conservatorship on the 1st. Mm-hmm. Then here comes Dr. James Spar. Okay. And it's like, yeah, she's, according to uh, Dr. Spar's declaration, she is not allowed to attend this hearing. She's not good. Okay. She needs to be placed in this conservatorship. All right. Right. Oh, my God. <laughs> so it was like, this was just crazy. And then, like, here's the thing with this conservatorship. She is stripped of all her rights. I yes. know. Like, and it's right. permanent. Like, you can't right. get out of it. Right. Until you appeal it. Right. So I was talking to, to my husband and, I, you know, he, he knows a lot about these things. And he was just he was telling me that he has a client that um, is in a conservatorship because he got in a bad, really bad car accident and um, sustained brain damage. Right. And mm-hmm. then got paid out a lump sum of money. And it was kind of like the family came in and was like, we want to buy a house to put him in the in this house that would like be state of the art that could take care of him. And basically because the conservatorship, the financial institution that managed it said, no, he, you cannot buy a house for him without the person who is over the conservatorship saying it is okay. Hmm. So it was like uh-huh. this whole, cra- right. And I said to him, well, what happens if like the person dies? And he's like, there is paperwork within the, the documents that we get that says it has to be uh, a secondary party that would take over if this person is no longer able to do the job as co- of conservator. Wow. So hmm. it's a whole thing. Like, I was just like, this is Ooh. crazy. Right. That's crazy. I thought at first, because Lynn, what you were saying, I'm with you. Like when I first heard about the conservatorship, I was like, you know what? She needs it because she's off the rails. You know what I mean? And I thought it was just like, 
they could control like her like bank account, attorney. like maybe her yeah. bank account. Yeah. So she wasn't just like spending shit. And if she yeah. like, or if Sam Lufty was stealing money, cause I'm sure at the time this happened, I was like super dialed into whatever the hell was going on there. Right. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I always loved my celebrity gossip. So, um, but now, but you know, now, now. I didn't realize it was like every single decision. Thing. Like mm-hmm. if she was going to work, like, and it was like, that's it. Like, you're going to go do this. Like, it's not even like, do you want to? It's like, no, you are going to go do this. Mm-hmm. And right. these people can talk to you. And these people can have exposure mm-hmm. to you. Like, total control. But here's the thing. The most fucked up part about it is she gets $1,500 a week, right? Mm-hmm. Jamie gets $2,500 a week. Mm-hmm. And she is paying for attorneys on all sides. Now, we have to remember. Remember attorney Streisand, who, by the way, is like Barbara Streisand's cousin? Little, yep. little mm-hmm. fat, <laughs> which I thought was really I cute. I thought so. I was like, hmm. It's such a unique last name that I was like, well, who yeah. is this dude? Uh-huh. So I had to, like, go. So he came in to, like, represent Brittany with the the judge, Reva Getz. And she was basically like, uh, no, she's not capable of hiring her own attorney. Mm-hmm. And then appointed her a new attorney who was, uh, I think it was Sam Ingham, mm-hmm. who is a court-appointed lawyer, who is now getting paid millions of dollars to, man- to like, deal with Brittany. Brittany pays him to be on speak on her behalf but he's working in cahoots with all of them so my here's my whole thing you guys i feel like the judge was in on this shit like oh i God. this is my conspiracy moment yep. i feel <laughs> like the judge was in on the shit she's like yeah no streisand you are not part of my cool club that i'm gonna bring in so i'm gonna bring in this guy and this guy and we're gonna go along with jamie because you know maybe he i don't know maybe uh, I have no idea. I don't know how these things work. Whatever she might be getting, I have no idea. But she definitely, I felt like she was definitely in on it because why didn't they appoint like a financial institution to manage her conservatorship along? Eventually, 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 like, you know, not, not, I think it's Emmers or something, financial institution. I thought they did in the beginning though. I thought there was Mm -mm. a bank. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. It was just her dad. And so it was just one of those things like, you know, then she became the machine to make money for him, right? She started, she did the Vegas thing, right? She she, she started, she got a perfume line out. She did all of this stuff. I used to wear and her perfume, by the way. Apparently it was like the number one perfume <laughs> for a while. Did you love it? it? I did. What, I what was it, it called? Uh, I don't remember. There were a couple of them, but mm-hmm. I used I used to wear it. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right, right. Because Confession my first... time. <laughs> Confession time. time. (laughs) Conspiracies and confessions. So like, (laughs) you know, so my whole thing is like, even when um, the lawyer Streisand was speaking, he was like, you know, she asked that they have a financial institution come into like a third party to Mm -hmm. help with the conservatorship. She did not want her dad to be completely in control of it. She kept saying that. She keeps saying this and no one's fucking listening. No one's listened this week. Barely. A little bit. Barely, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. So it's like, so little known fact about uh, Judge Reva. I told y'all I was doing my research today Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. about Judge Reva Getz. She also was going to work on the, um, the Francis Bean Corbain, Corbain um, conservatorship in 2008. She has one too? Well, she tried to be involved in it and they were like, yeah, all of the same parties are going to be involved in the thing that's happening with Britney Spears. We don't really want this to happen with Francis. So that she, but here's the thing. She had all of this money yet again to work with, to try to decide somebody's life. 
And I was like, you know what? I don't like this bitch Reva Gett. So whatever the hell her last name is. I was like, I blame her for for our little girl, Brittany, being, you know, caught up in this whirlwind. And the thing was, when the dad took over her estate, it was worth 200 million. Right. Mm -hmm. Now it's worth 60 million. Oh, Oh. God. God. So how much are they paying out in attorney fees? And where is her money? Because she's just up in that mansion in Thousand Oaks, dancing and spinning all day. I know. So, mm-hmm. Yep, so, exactly. So it's like Britney's not spending any money. The girl don't even get buy herself some good eyeliner that doesn't like. She needs some water provide God. Yeah. <laughs> she's doing what we're doing, just wearing leggings and like dancing and in the hallway. And she's still That's wearing, literally... like she's still wearing the clothes that she wore, like during "Oops, I Did It Again." Like right, if you no. look at her on her Instagram, it's like the low cut shorts yeah, and the yeah. belly shirts and it's like time has just kind of stopped <laughs> right on her. totally right it's still 2008 yeah right and then you know and so and then she's like jamie is the one making all of this money off of every contract that she signs while mm-hmm. he while she's in this conservatorship mm-hmm. so when she was doing her sit down in vegas he was making money didn't you go see that show i did I, did. I didn't know. What yeah. were your thoughts? Well, we called it Weekend at Britney because <laughs> it was like Weekend at Bernie's. It was like she was like <laughs> just dead weight and people kind of carried her around the stage and like put her in poses and she would like lip sync. I she mean, probably was- didn't want to be there. Yeah. Right. I mean, it wasn't like, look, you're still like love the song. So you're still yeah. like into it. But like mm-hmm. yeah. we were all like, oh, my God, this is like Weekend at Britney. Weekend at Britney's really. But it was because like she just wasn't she just wasn't giving it her all. Right. You know, right. and if she was being forced to do this, I mean, obviously it was sold out. Obviously, it was a really big deal in Vegas, you know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which then leads to when they were going to announce. Oh, the, I love this yes. part. The, the extent, you know, that she was going to move to the other venue and they yeah. planned this whole press event. Right. And she literally just came up and just walked off the stage. And domination, that that. the domination <laughs> show. The yeah. reporter was like, she she just walked by. Right. She, she not stopped. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Yeah. So they apparently they being her people, Jamie, whomever else was right under this conservatorship had her sign another four-year contract with MGM after she was done with the Vegas thing Mm -hmm. at um, Planet Hollywood. And what uh, supposedly what they kept dangling in front of her face, and this goes back again to a mother wanting to see her children, they kept telling her she would have her children back. And so they were like, you re-sign this contract, you're going to be able to see your kids, you're going to be mm-hmm. able to hang out with them. So she re-signed with the thought that she was going to see her children. Meanwhile, we have to remember, she was deemed mentally unfit to take care of herself. But here she is, signing granted, contracts, signing contracts but contracts. also doing a show almost every night of the week in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Granted, it was weekend at Bernie's, Britney's. <laughs> uh, but still capable of remembering choreography or, you know, lip syncing, yeah. whatever she was doing. How is it someone who is mentally incapacitated? How is she able to do that? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're you, who judge, judge Reva, you and your nasty little people. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like you decided, you and these, like, three random doctors first of all dr long did the right thing and said no she's not there's nothing wrong with this girl but you and all your random little buddies decided that hey like we're going to we're going to deem this person unfit why why did you do that like that is sticking in my head right and i feel like 
because they deemed her like she was just like she goes to the MGM she does her shit she walks out and she keeps rehearsing right so the whole time she keeps rehearsing because apparently on Instagram she kept showing her rehearsals for the domination tour Mm -hmm. and then we had this was October 10th 2018 she made this announcement January 2019th she cancels the tour right Mm -hmm. and she is in the in and out driving which part of the conservatorship means you can't drive you can't even have a cell phone meanwhile girls over there getting her double double animal stuff yeah <laughs> this is a double double i forgot it's been a long time yeah. since i've had mm-hmm. an in and out burger yeah you know, i love it driving and you know and they're like and then pictures surfaced at, with her and her new man sam driving and you know to in and out um and then she disappears from social media. That's when I believe, what is the Britney pod called? Is that what they're called? Britney Graham. Britney, Britney mm-hmm. Graham. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is like a whole like Instagram thing. Um, well, they, they, were, they were yeah. brilliant. I mean, the fact great. that they were able to piece that shit together off of the fact that she used a winky face instead of an emoji. I mean, right. I was like, wow, right. these people they were know Britney. Yeah, exactly. Because apparently girlfriend loves her emojis. Yep. So yes, she does. <laughs> when she put true. that emoticon they were like oh uh, eyebrows raised what's happening here Mm -hmm. so you know she disappears from social media then on april 2019 she um puts in that we all need to take time for a little me time emoticon smiley Mm -hmm. face Mm -hmm. um and then next i think it was a few hours later tmz reports that she's in a mental health facility which kicks off the entire free britney movement because the podcast britney's gram got an anonymous caller who left a voicemail not disclose who i am um i just heard the latest episode you guys are on to something um i used to be a paralegal for an attorney that worked um, with Brittany's conservatorship, I'm no longer with them. Um, and what is happening is disturbing, to say the least. So, um, basically, in rehe- Brittany was in rehearsals for domination. Uh, it came to Jamie's attention, Jamie Spears, that uh, Brittany was not taking her medication as prescribed. Uh, she was she was missing a lot of doses and just uh, full on not taking them. So uh, they got her to the doctor. The doctor said, okay, if you don't want these medications, let's get you on a new one. Well, she refused to take the new one. So Jamie said, either you take this medication or the show's off and I'm, I'm, I'm pulling my support and you can't do it. Um, Brittany did not follow Jamie's instructions, and so he was true to his word. He pulled the show. He verbatim said, blame it on my illness. Um, and that's when we get the early January Instagram. Fast forward a couple days. Um, Brittany's still not following through with her medication. And as you guys have mentioned, she is seen with Sam driving. A big no-no on, um, uh, it's, it's a big rule that she broke. Brittany has been in the, um, in the mental facility since mid-January. Um, of course, the, the 
the statement yesterday said uh, she entered last week. That is not true. She's been in there since mid-January. So then hashtag free Britney starts from that voicemail that was left. Yes. And so fast forward, they go and they get a new judge. Judge Penny, I believe, is the Mm -hmm. new judge's name. And the thing is, the dad or whomever is always dangling her kids in front of her. And I think she had finally had it. She had finally been like, you're never going to let me see my kids. This is like, there's nothing wrong with me. And you're keeping my kids from me. You're keeping me locked up in this freaking house. I got to take medications. I got to do all of this. And there's nothing wrong with me, mm-hmm. you know? And she basically said she will not work while her dad is her conservator. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't blame her. And I well, why should her. she? So that he can get all so the money from, off of it? from mm-hmm. like her dancing yep. and, you know, doing whatever she's doing. And I mean, and I think it's sad because I think she truly loves to perform. Obviously, mm-hmm. as we've seen, as we said earlier, this has been, I think, in her blood. Like, right. She's just like mm-hmm. an innate thing that she was kind of meant to do. And but why should he profit from that? Right. Exactly. Right. And so it's it was just then all of a sudden with the hashtag free Britney movement. Here comes old girl Lynn. Lynn shows up again. Yeah. She starts liking all of the Twitter posts. She starts commenting. She starts now actively being a part of this free Britney movement. Mm-hmm. And um, then in 2020, they go to, you know, they, they asked Jamie to step down as conservator, um, but he still controls her finances. So there was a, uh, I think in July, there was a hearing of, yeah, there was a hearing in July via Zoom call, and Brittany didn't show up because she said that there was um, internet connections, like she was having a hard time getting on the Zoom. <laughs> and um, the judge, who was not old girl Reva Getz, um, said, well, if I can't lay eyes on Brittany, we're not moving forward with this proceeding. Mm. And so she was like, I need to see her and I need to hear her in order to make a judgment on her mental ability. And I thought that was outstanding because Reva didn't give a shit about Britney. Reva was no. like, oh, yeah, you got this guy in the back alley to sign this paperwork yeah. saying she's crazy. Reva Short was probably thing. getting a side cut of the whole right, thing. Right, right, right. And so she so um, so this judge said, you know, she needs to see her and hear her, which is when they postponed the trial to what we had. What was it yesterday? yesterday Lynn and what was the findings with that the judge objected to whatever her father wanted I think because it's the conservatorship now it's 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 Jamie Spears and then there's Mm -hmm. a a financial institution that are overseeing it and I think he just wanted to do it alone Mm -hmm. he was he and the judge was objected to I have to look at I had it here a second ago and now it's gone but he whatever it was I mean it wasn't She's not free of the conservatorship. Like, it's not like she's, you know, on her own, doing mm-hmm. her own thing. It's just the judge disagreed with whatever motion that Jamie's people yeah. put through. So it's it, a little it, victory. Or, yeah. Judge Brenda Penny. She's the girl. Um, she's mm-hmm. the judge to be. She ordered her father and the financial company Bessemer Trust to work together. Oh, here um, it is. It's um, he loses. He, he loses. He lost his bid to retain control of delegating her investments. Mm-hmm. He wanted Good. to control that. Yeah. But here's the thing. If she's not working, that's where that money dwindled, right? If mm-hmm. she's not working, she's not making any money to put into his bank account. And basically, she realized during that domination tour when he was like, oh, I'm just going to cancel the tour. That's when that light bulb flicked on for Brittany, I believe, where she was like, oh, well, if I don't work, you don't get paid, huh? 
Well, there's that. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to not work anymore. And I think someone came out and said that, like, Brittany may never work again. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I heard a recording or something where someone was like, she may never work again because, you know, she just doesn't want to. Yeah, well, why so. should she? Again, she's getting $1,500 a week no matter mm-hmm. how much she's working. Do you know what I right. mean? Yeah. Right. And then the other thing I just wanted to bring up too, when we were really digging into the conservatorship and whatever, was when they showed the interview with the brother. That mm-hmm. the, oh my God. Which was also like, oh my what? God. Like when he was like, you know, the women in my family, like they have their own ideas and they mm-hmm. like, you know, they're headstrong. Yeah. Like it was a bad, and even the, it was a pod- bad thing. the podcast guy was like, yeah, cause that's like, we don't want that. Like, you know, right. it was just like, and I mean, he just came off as the biggest jerk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I was like, well, if this is the kind of situation she's in, like that didn't seem very supportive to me. She has no one. And like, we've all seen the Instagram posts and the the TikToks where she's dancing and spinning and just like, I mean, I just want to hug her, right? Like, you just want to hug her and go, girl is going to be okay. Like, you know, you're going to get through this. And, you know, your dad, he is at some point going to have to relinquish this control. But, you know, who? she's not allowed to have a phone. So who's recording these um these spinning videos maybe sam maybe her boyfriend mm-hmm. and why is he doing that like if you had someone's best interest in mind and you you're, you're like honey your, your eyeliner's all smeared and this looks a little chaotic maybe you want to like you know maybe not post this <laughs> like... well maybe she's i mean a few of her posts she has said like she's like i'm i'm getting used to this whole social media thing i'm new like i'm trying mm. to figure out what i'm doing she could just have a thing set up and she's doing it herself i mean Mm. I have a selfie stick and I can mount it on That's something true. and like spin in my hallway too if I want to. I choose <laughs> not to because nobody wants to see that. But Right, right. You know. But, you know, you're just kind of like, she's like someone, who, like I was looking at her Instagram earlier and she's like someone, she like posted a thing of like random cookies and it's mm-hmm. like not nutri- nutritionist recommends and I'm like, you know, she has a quirky little sense of humor. It's like someone discovering well, the world for the first time. Oh, is that it? <laughs> That's totally it. You Sagittarians um, are fun. <laughs> yes, you are. Um, so, you know, I think she's like discovering the world for the first time, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like when you look at her Instagram, it's all like, like she, like that thing they showed of the rose. She's like, this is a rose, fooled ya. And I'm like, huh. Yeah, when she was in the tub. And, <laughs> yeah. 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 and her voice, like her voice. And, you know, and I yeah. don't even want to make fun of her because I genuinely no. do feel badly for her. But I do think she's struggling in a very right. real way. And I do think like when I look at her and you hear her now and you see her on social media, it's a little reminiscent of Michael Jackson. Cause mm-hmm. you know how Michael Jackson was stuck in mm-hmm. like this very specific time mm-hmm. and look. And you know, he was like, he was like stunted in a way. Cause he didn't really, mm-hmm. he had been famous his whole life. He didn't really know what it was like to just kind of be normal. And you know, and I think, there's a little bit of that in Britney, I feel. Yeah, absolutely. And I, think, and I think now, I think she is trying to sort of be a little bit more normal, right? Mm-hmm. Like, she's just like, I'm not going to perform. And she's, and she, where does, does she live in California? Is that where she lives? Thousand Oaks. Okay, okay. Um, and I think she's, you know, living with Sam and whatever she's doing. And I think she is just trying to be a normal 
person. Mm-hmm. And I think when you have n- never been a normal person, right? Like for us, like it would be adapting to fame because right. we don't know what that's like, right? right? So, but for her, it's like just to be a normal person and be able to go to Target or In-N-Out Burger or whatever and like just kind of do mundane things and not have people chasing you and not have paparazzi trying to take pictures of you. Mm-hmm. Like it, she must just be trying to adapt. Right. Yeah, yeah, well, absolutely. she said that too in one of her posts that she's trying to learn how to live like a normal person. Right. Which, I mean, I don't, you know, what is normal? I mean, right, his yeah. life is considered normal anyway. Hers is just in the public eye. So, I mean, for right. her, what she does is normal. So, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. who knows? And her kids, they're going to be 18 soon. So no one can tell them what to do. And do you remember a few years ago that Kevin Federline filed a restraining order against her dad? No, he didn't. He, yeah, he re- he filed a restraining order against the dad because the dad broke down a door when the kids were visiting him, and um, I'm lurking it up right now, um, and um, decided that he wanted to get in one of the kids' faces. Well, you don't do that. Oh, you know what? Mm-hmm. I do remember that. Mm-hmm. I 100% um, remember let's that. Let's see. It says, um, yeah, the restraining order is still in the seal and has not been seen, but um, he restricts access to both Sean Preston and Jaden James um, and includes geographical restrictions, including home and school against the pop singer's father, Jamie Spears. Mm -hmm. Um, After a physical altercation alleging occurred between Kevin Federline's son, Sean Preston, on August 24th at Spears' home in Ventura County. So, yeah. (laughs) So that's a, yeah. So, yeah. Apparently, you know, Jamie, he's not the best. So, and I guess he was like trying to sue fans or people that were talking about this. And it was kind of like, well, how can you sue people um, using Britney's money when they're supporting her? Like, it's like, you don't have any grounds for this. But um, in my research, my deep, deep dive, um, (laughs) Courtney Love has said some things about him that I won't say here because I don't know if it's true or not. But if you want to go listen, go, you can find it on Google, go Google and see what the things were that Courtney Love said about. Now you're going to make me go Google this. Please Google it because it, it makes sense. It makes sense. A lot of it makes Mm -hmm. sense. I'm not saying it's true, but the way she interacts with him and the way she doesn't like him, it's just there's something there that doesn't make sense. I think I know where you're going to here. Right. So take take a look at that. And um, yeah, and not for me. I didn't say it. Courtney loved it. Okay. It's just no, on just, the Googles. I think, I think <laughs> right. I'm sussing out what you're getting to. Right, here, though, right. So, so mm-hmm. feel free to go ahead and Google that. And anybody who's okay. listening, um, it will totally change your mind. And then so, didn't... Go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to just ask, didn't um, old JT... Yes, I was just going to say, so since obviously this aired, we all know it's been everywhere, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's been all over social media, been all over the press. It's, you know, apologies. Like I was just reading something today that, you know, Diane Sawyer, again, goes to speak to the difference in the times, right? Mm -hmm. Like people are like saying to Diane Sawyer, like you better apologize for like that interview and the things you asked that girl and you know all of that you know so it's just a very very different place that we're in and then yes Justin came out with um a very long apology I thought it was thoughtful yeah it was nice but it it was long um and it was to Brittany and Janet Jackson Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well at least he apologized 
Yeah, he did. And Jessica I, Biel is supporting him. And, yeah, I mean, you know. I, appre- I appreciated his apology. I mean, nobody's perfect. Nobody, mm-hmm. you know, he didn't, mm-hmm. I mean, he it wasn't groundbreaking. It was a, you know, standard cookie cutter mm-hmm. <laughs> celebrity apology. But like, he didn't he did try the to right make, thing. He didn't make any excuses in it. Like, mm-hmm. he owned it. Which Like, he know. didn't go to rehab? Right. <laughs> because of- yeah. Exactly. You know, right. Every, every mm-hmm. celebrity is like, I'm going to go to rehab to like work yeah. out. They're like, but you just said something bad. You don't need to yeah. go He's not going to take 28 days to go to <laughs> And also, it's not to make excuses, but he was young. We yes. all know what yes. men are like when they're 21, 22, 20. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, they're they're yep. not great. And mm-hmm. then they're very different when they're for, mm-hmm. in their 40s. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And he's a dad. A, he's a yeah, dad now. He's yeah. a dad now. He has two kids. He's you know and look I mean he's still Justin Timberlake he's still a mega superstar superstar but like mm-hmm. yeah he definitely acknowledged and you know and he says in his apology you know I'm I'm in a privileged position right and mm-hmm. I'm a man I'm a man in a privileged position and mm-hmm. I have to be able to be vocal about this and and recognize what I've done so you know it is important that mm-hmm. that he that he did this yeah it I, is. I appreciate I mean you know I appreciated that he was thoughtful I, about it and he did it. Yeah. So. I hope that Brittany finds peace and I hope yes. that um, they just uh, give her a little more freedom and a little more ability to live her life. And I hope that she continues to be strong because you got to be pretty strong to get through a lot of the things that she's gotten through. Mm-hmm. Um, at, <laughs> I, 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 I think about how much that would break me and I think I'm pretty strong but she um she's hanging in there and I think that's all we can hope for is that she continues to hang in there Mm -hmm. and something now I'm going to be even more invested in this story right because I watched this documentary and I you know and I thought about all of the ways that you know she's been wronged and like I said men men throughout her life have they've victimized her and I just feel like if she had one man do right by her maybe she would be okay. And I hope that this Sam person she's dating is doing right by her. But I've also seen some TikToks where people question that too. So (laughs) you're just like, damn girl, (laughs) like just when I thought you had it, like, you know, so um, yeah. And I have, um, I don't know if you guys have anything else to say about the Britney um, documentary. Do you have anything else to say? No, I think I, what you said, I totally agree. And I hope, you know, I, I hope something can happen with this conservatorship and it would be great if she could get out of it. Right. Cause I mean, at this point she is almost 40 years old and mm-hmm. it's just, you know, she can't really control her life. And, but I hope if it does continue, she is able to find happiness and peace. And I do hope Sam, Sam's very handsome, but I hope Sam, mm-hmm. um, I hope Sam's in it for the right reasons and I hope he's the right person and I hope he's, um, you know, good for her and the right kind of support that she needs right now. So. Yeah. Agreed. So, I have a poem that I wanted to read that um, someone shared with me um, a while ago. And I thought the minute I saw this, I thought it's a very small, a short poem. But I thought of Brittany when I, I when I remembered this poem, I thought of Brittany. So it was just kind of like I thought I would share it. Mm-hmm. And the name of the poem is Dilemma. And it says, I want to be famous so I can be humble about being famous. What good is my humility when I am stuck in this obscurity? And that is by David Budbill. Hmm. And like, Hmm. I felt like, wow, (laughs) right? Like, it's like, how much does that fit into everything Mm -hmm. that's happening with our girl Brittany right now? And um, 
I just wish her well and hashtag free Britney, man. Like let's, right. let's get right. her, let's get her to at least be able to drive somewhere. Yeah, I know. <laughs> exactly. Let the girl get a double double in peace. Right. Yeah, Seriously. Exactly. Right. So right. thank y'all for listening. Free Britney, y'all. Free Britney. Bye. Bye. Bye.